Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. Yeah, DIY Money. All right, Daniel, I'm going to get right into it because we got a doozy today coming from Trish regarding money, keeping it separate, commingling of funds, if you will. That's such a negative comment. Or the lack thereof. Commingling and not commingling. Commingling. And we're going to talk about some specific verbiage she used. Why is it commingling instead of just mingling? I don't like, know. Wouldn't if funds are mingling, like if you mingle at a party, you're together. You're mingling. Why do you have to add co? Hmm. Co mingle. I don't know. Maybe I'm not just mingling. You and I are mingling. And if you and I are mingling, we're co. We're now a co. Mingling is singular. I'm mingling at a party. The group was co mingling. Boom. I don't know. Yes. All right. Stop with the nonsense. Let's talk about it. And if you're new to the show, welcome. One of the thousands of downloads we're receiving every episode. I'm excited about that. It's fun to watch those numbers grow. Uh, Share it. Share it with your friends and your family. And give us a review. And let us know how we're doing. And all that good stuff. Check us out on Insta. And Twitter. DIY Money Q. At DIY Money Q. Yeah. Oh, are you tweeting him? Yeah, well, I went with the Q because you're kind of the Insta guy. I needed my own thing. I, I needed a thing. Yeah. And now and Twitter's my thing. Like, I like Twitter. So it, I'm not very good at the tweet. Well, I tweeted up, and uh, I found a Goonies DVD what? at Goodwill for $1.99. Boom, that was my first tweet. Isn't Goonies on, like, Netflix or something? Uh, not when you're driving in a car with three crazy kids. You got to put the DVD in. Dollar oh. ninety nine Goodwill, boom. And you gotta own it. It's a classic. You gotta own it. It's a classic. And it was in the package. It was already in Mint? the package. Mint condition. condition. I, you, like, I thought about flipping. Check on eBay. <laughs> I didn't. I thought about what. It. Join the adventure as Steven Spielberg presents the Goonies. But I also found this is crazy. Do you check the? Uh, the like going out of business section of Kroger. I don't know what that's not the going whatever clearance. It's called the clearance. Clearance yes. section of Kroger. Do you have one of those at your Kroger? Uh, yeah, I check it sometimes, but it's like the most random like Asian spices and like six month past expiration soy sauces and oh, they have expiration dates on those biscuit mixes and well and soap. Yeah. Okay, there's always soap. I have a, I have a uh, I have a, a chapped lip problem in the winter, like. I don't know if I lick my lips too much. I don't know what the problem is. And so a few years ago, I made a phenomenal investment. I went on, I was so sick and tired of chapped lips that I went onto Amazon and I bought like a carton of Blistex. It's the only, I, I'm convinced chapstick for me does is just wax. It does not work. Blistex medicated, boom. My lips are smooth. Nice. I invested in that. And of course, what happens? My kids, my wife, blah, 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 blah. They're all over the place. But none of them, I, I mean, I used them for like a season. I had 32 sticks. Got through one year. Last year, it was sparse. No Blistex. So I found the value packs. There were three medicated Blistex in one pack. Guess how much? Dollar. 
99 cents. I was close. Boom. I bought them all. Like 11 of them. That's 33 sticks for the math folks at home. I'm stocked up and I'm hiding them. Anyways, how do we get on that subject matter? No clue. All right. The question comes from Trish keeping finances separate. Hit it, Trish. Hey, guys. Big fan of the show. Keep up the good work. I would love to hear your thoughts on the benefits and challenges of partners maintaining their finances separately, uh, including while moving into the process of saving for a home together. That was quick and simple, right to the point. But it would be a mistake if we didn't single out the word partners. Because I think the question comes down to, are you legally a couple or are you not? I have strong feelings uh, about the mingling or co-mingling of finances if you are legally together or not legally together. So that there's what, a line there somewhere. There's, in my opinion, and this says I'm not on some soapbox talking about you know living together pre-marriage, any of that. It did none of that. It it is so. It's not some sort of um, moral discussion here at all. Whatever you guys decide to do, that's up to you. But the financial aspect comes down to, in my opinion, it can get pretty sticky if you are not legally together and there is an issue there because now you don't have any sort of legally uh, the legal ramifications once you, if you decide to go your separate ways. So what are your thoughts on that, Daniel? I know I set you up for that one. Good luck. Uh, and then I'll come back and, and, uh, and add some color and, and uh, patch up any holes that, that you might have left. Yeah, I think we're uh, on fairly the same page here that uh, combining your stuff should kind of coincide with some level of uh, legal agreement. And so uh, we'll use the word partner here because that was the word used in the question. So regardless of whether that is a, um, a partner from a relationship sense or a partner from a business sense, when you go to combine stuff, there should be some supporting legal document or legal agreement. So in the relational sense, that's usually uh, some form of marriage or union, et cetera. Um, and when that happens and then you combine your stuff, you kind of have a recourse or you you have an agreement of how this is going to work out, i.e. you've come together, you've united as two people under the law uh, of your state or whatever, and uh, now your stuff is together as one, if that's what you choose to do. Same thing in a, actually happens in a business partnership. When you write a partnership agreement or a partnership document, and then you each contribute in uh, and then go buy you know, a rental house, uh, you know, in case this question was alluding to a business partnership, you could, you could lens it or frame it the same way through that same lens, uh, that you wouldn't want to combine those assets until there was some level of a legal understanding or legal agreement. I'm pretty hesitant uh to say that it's a great idea to combine before that now uh my wife and i we were when we were engaged in preparation kind of just for making things easy after the wedding we we started down that road um you know a couple weeks or a month or so out from uh the wedding 
And so there was an element of, yeah, we were there, but we didn't do it for like a year or two um, to see how it worked or anything like that. Uh, there's some real negatives to that, i.e. you're both depositing money into an account. You don't really keep track of who's uh, or what is whose and, and so forth. And so you run the risk of if things go south, if things go sour, and you don't have some kind of agreed way to split that up, um, you're kind of really in a messy situation and somebody is going to get kind of the short end of that stick. So uh, again, generally speaking, I think until you have some level of uh, a legal agreement to back it up, that keeping what's yours, yours, until what's yours is no longer yours, but what's yours is ours, uh, is the best thing to do. Let me add to that. And this isn't, uh, I, again, we, we sort of talked about the, the ramifications from a legal aspect. So we are trying to sort of get to, um, you know, the idea, is there, uh, a legally binding, you know, marriage in place or not from our perspective, but I want to hit it and say that let's assume that there is. Um, let's assume that this is, you know, a, a couple that is legally married. And so you have that uh, contract whereby if there is uh, a separation, then you have that to go by. Again, that that's what I think the root of what we're saying. Now, in regards to that, we see at times people come in uh, that are married and they have this mentality and or physically separated financial situation, I am adamantly against that. When I counsel young people getting into marriage, I'm not a registered or licensed counselor. I say that from the standpoint of it's usually a young couple seeking out some advice, some guidance from a financial perspective. The first thing I try to pick up on is the terminology and the language of this hers, his, that, you know, that student debt that they have, et cetera, and I squash it immediately. How do I do that? I simply say to them, you are about to unite as one couple. If you do not unite on the financial front, and truly accept all that is being brought into the relationship from this other side, you are setting yourself up for, at minimum, some very tough conversations slash having this, this uh, chip on your shoulder and or, at maximum, marital failure. <laughs> And the reason that is, is because that mentality of hers, theirs, mine, yours, etc., is setting you up for this, this separation that if it never combines into one, then you're missing out on the opportunity to be a team and to really accept not only the challenges, but to overcome the obstacles that present themselves in the financial world and experience then the success that you can have as a team. So it's my opinion that separate bank accounts or separate loans, meaning let's say someone comes in with credit card, student loan or auto debt or something along those lines has to go. If you are in, in, approaching a uh, marriage or uh, the unity with another 
and you are not accepting that person's student loan debt, their credit card debt, and or the habits that they have, again, you're setting yourself up for some serious financial challenges and relational challenges. I strongly encourage you talk about it, communicate. What are their spending habits? Do they balance the checkbook? I vividly, and I will speak about this candidly, I remember I, while I didn't have a lot of, of money, I was fairly broke, I, I had a little bit of uh, a card, credit card payment, because I, I did not like uh, the thought of credit cards, and I had a small auto loan. My wife um, had, a, had a student loan. She was a physical therapist, had obtained her master's degree, had a decent size uh, student loan, car payment, uh, car loan, owned a home as well, and ultimately uh, was not, she'll admit this, she was not the CFO type, keeping an organized checkbook, et cetera. And I can remember helping her one day going through a checkbook just to sort of, and, and my wife is not an irresponsible person. It's just not her gift. Her gift is not from the financial numbers standpoint. She is a service person. She is a wonderful mother to our children. But I remember going through her checkbook and there was month after month after month of overdraft fees. The money was there in savings accounts where, where her paycheck would come in, but it would only be swept over and used when she realized, oh, I, I got to put some money in the checking account to cover this to the, cover this check. And I remember going, oh my, this, this, uh, this, is, this is totally different than, than my world. But... We talked about it. We came to an agreement. Who would make the decisions? Who would sort of manage the finances? How we would do things? And it was accepted, and we moved on. We moved on from there. What was mine was hers. What was hers was mine. What became mine and hers became ours. And ultimately, and again, I've mentioned this before, we've made financial mistakes. I'll, I'll talk about them candidly on this show. Uh, but we have achieved financial success over the years by working together as a team and not having something that's hers be hers and mine be mine. And I strongly, strongly recommend that you do not do that if you are in a legally recognized situation. What else we got, Daniel? Yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. Uh at least as far as the U.S. goes, I know since 2015, the U.S. Supreme Court uh, struck down all the bans on same-sex marriage and so forth. Now, uh, as two guys who are married to two women, we, we don't know the full breadth of LGBTQ uh, various issues and, and so forth that uh, people might be facing as far as relationships go. Uh, we don't often have a lot of clients where we're doing financial planning with that. And so obviously there's a layer there of issues, but I think a lot of the same advice still goes in that uh, if you are not in some level of formalized sort of relationship agreement, et cetera, it's best to keep it separated. Uh, and then when you come to that time where it is time to make basically uh, a union that you are going to foresee going on um, forever and you have some legal basis for uh, within the confines of what that is in your uh, country or your jurisdiction, uh, then it's a good time to combine those. Excellent. Thanks so much, Trish, for the question. It was a great one. I hope we answered it. If we still left any holes, please follow up. Shoot us an email. 
Derek will be in touch to uh, send you that $25 gift card. You can pick out something nice for the new home. All right, it's another edition of DIY Money. Share it with your friends. Give us a review. And thanks always for checking in and listening. You can follow us on Instagram, DIY.money, or the new Twitter handle. I forgot it already. DIY Money Q. Does that make me DIY Money Yeah, that's kind of the progression. That's what you're hoping for. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have more people down the line, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, So check us out on Twitter at DIY Money Q. Is that the letter Q or C? Oh, good call. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the letter Q. There you go. Uh, I'm checking it right now just to make sure. (laughs) Yep, that's correct. (laughs) DIY Money Q. Oh, and it looks like our podcast show up here, too. Oh, that's cool. Nifty. All right, there you go. All right. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is not that complicated. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do it for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card.